You're listening to Campus Review Radio. Thanks very much, uh, Diane, and uh, as always, I wish, wish to pay my deepest respects to the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation, uh, my respect to elders past, present and future, but to thank my dear sister, who, um, who I've worked with and uh, admired for uh, many decades now in terms of the struggle. It's John Evans. You are, John. Um, good to see you again, mate. And to other um, Indigenous brothers and sisters and, and all of you. Uh, good to be here. And uh, I want to address, um, I want to thank the organisers for inviting me and Cathy Burgess. Is it Cathy? Yeah. Hello, Cathy. Particularly you from Power. She insisted I, I be here. <laughs> so you don't argue with um, uh, our executive assistant. <laughs> So, uh, great to be here and to talk about what is a very uh, important topic around um, four things that I'll quickly talk to you about. I hope not to um, uh, take up too much time, but it's, uh, I'd like to cover four topics. It's the overview of the National Congress, Australia's most people, small organisation, which I co-chair, uh, the closing of the gap on Indigenous disadvantage, and uh, Congress's activity in education and areas uh, for partnerships. Um, just a very quick quick uh, snapshot of who we are. We're a national representative body uh, for Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples. We have close to 9,000 members and 180 organisations, all of our people organisations uh, in Australia. And we've just recently, um, if you go to our website, uh, you'll see the Red Food Statement, which is a, quite a historical framework by which we uh, we're able to corral into um, the one room at uh, NCIE down with them there. Um, our peak organisations, because we're quite sick and tired of the inaction of government. Um, oh, sorry, uh, <laughs> I shouldn't apologise to you, but I'm going to be negative here. Around <laughs> the government, because <laughs> you have to be. Uh, well, it was around the inaction of government to really uh, look at the way that we could all work together in partnership and in synergy in order to overcome and tackle those severe social disadvantage statistics that we get very tired and very, you hear them and you get numb hearing, you know, the highest incarceration rates of uh, our people, although we constitute 3% of the population in the past 10 years, incarceration rates have gone up 98%, blah, 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 you know, education levels, health, etc. Um, we'll come to uh, close the gap very shortly, but sometimes I think we just grow numb to the whole uh, issue um, and the whole disadvantage of uh, what our people are facing in this country. Now, without partnerships with government and engagement and, uh, and listening to Aboriginal people, we're not going to get very far. So uh, we've been at pains all year. This has been my first term as, uh, as co-chair in terms of trying to organise our, our organisations, but a full engagement, a meaningful and genuine engagement with um, particularly the federal government, which from national organisation. But we would expect uh, state and territory governments too to come on board. And um, please visit our website. It's being revamped at the moment, but uh, it will uh, have lots of information uh, around um, uh, the work that we do. Uh, our members, uh, almost 9,000 of them, Nominated health, education, 
justice, land rights, and cultural maintenance and development as uh, one of the most, these are the most important issues facing Aboriginal Torres Strait Islander peoples uh, at present. We're also very active in um, employment, housing issues, constitutional recognition of which, which is um, still plodding along at a, at a rate uh, that probably um, we would like to see all progressed. Um, and we've been very um, active in defending uh, Section 18C, the Racial Discrimination Act, uh, etc., and our work with the Human Rights Commission. So our brief is wide and far. Uh, we're just about, uh, we, we do about everything. However, we um, have um, severe uh, financial constraints. Um, in 2014, uh, we were defunded by the Abbott government, although we were a bipartisan group that was set up in 2010. So we have had to exist on that, that money. We're, we're trying desperately now to get in other streams of uh, revenue around philanthropy and corporates. But uh, as you know, that can take some time. <laughs> it's just not an overnight thing to do. So uh, we operate down here in Cope Street, Redfern. And uh, unfortunately, we can't afford to pay our rent um, uh, after the 31st of uh, January. So uh, we've been offered some pro bono rental space in Canberra. Um, and we have Paola, who was our last remaining full-time staff member. Uh, we've lost our CEO and the person. So we're in dire straits, people, but we're going to keep going on, OK? We're going to keep there because you never know. Miracles might happen. But we're still at task with the huge responsibility about um, trying to get justice for our people, but we can't do it alone. We need partnerships, we need you guys, we need um, our employees, uh, our members, our uh, organisations to um, still believe in Congress, get behind us, and uh, we're open. Uh, we have a budget forecast, very small, very declined, until uh, December 2017, of which um, certainly co-chair Rob Little and I can function uh, and do everything that we won't have CEO or any other staff. So I lay that very um, uh, you know, drastic but uh, very uh, updated um, position to you. And we've gone out this week uh, with media to state our position. But how a nationally elected representative body can be deprived of uh, a government responsibility, of which governments do, took $15 million off us in uh, 2014, and really that just misled um, us to <coughs> try to function. But we've been doing it uh, as best we can. Um, and of course, we've had uh, 534 million budget cuts in 2014 as well, which went to the IAS strategy. The IAS strategy uh, is a strategy that's put uh, funding into five slots five program areas, um, drastically we cut, uh, uh, cut a lot of value in our maternal child welfare, uh, cancer projects for women, um, other programs, night patrols, so these kind of very fundamental grassroots, uh, very grassroots uh, organisations and programs have, I have never seen a work in 
Aboriginal Affairs, as you know, for 34 years, and like most of us, I've never seen us at such a low level in terms of um, our, our push and pull and our, um, our response from government. So we made that clear um, from Congress uh, that we will we will continue. Um, we are strong advocates of the UN Declaration of the Rights of Indigenous Peoples and uh, a number of those clauses relate directly to education. Um, and also for my sins, I co-chair Close the Gap um, Committee with the then Social Justice Commissioner, Mick Wuer. Um, Mick's left us, of course, to join the um, NT Royal Commission. Uh, hopefully there will be a woman Social Justice Commissioner and then I'll step down and then Rod Little will step up to co-chair that. Um, I'm saying hopefully because it's about time. We've never had one in this country. So uh, we're hoping that it will be a woman and um, I'm not quite sure how those, those uh, interviews are progressing. So uh, close the gap. We, we've all heard of uh, close the gap, I'm sure. And uh, there was um, uh, there's three uh, there's three of the six target areas that relate directly to education. Uh, one of them is to ensure access to early childhood education for all Indigenous four-year-olds in remote communities by 2013. B is to halve the gap in reading, writing and numeracy levels for children by 2018. And to halve the gap for Indigenous students in Year 12 or equivalent attainment rates by 2020 and to halve the gap in employment outcomes between Indigenous and other Australians by 2018. Annual government reports emphasise the positive, for example, achievement of access to preschool and remote communities but overall, we can say, like the millions of dollars poured into the closing the gap strategy, the results are very disappointing. There has been little or no progress on most of the indicators, and we are going backwards. Um, one of our uh, organisations said uh, some research through uh, the Caston uh, um, uh, Centre at Monash University has said it would take. 495 years to close the gap at the rate we are going, 495 years. Not good, is it? So the results are very disappointing. Uh, we've attempted to, uh, our position is that we've attempted uh, to work with government, and until governments work uh, collaboratively with Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples, we are unlikely to see any change or any change at all. We must establish a new paradigm and get away from the top-down, quick fix, start-stop funding and blame game programs that have characterised Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander affairs. Now I will talk uh, very briefly about um, our activity um, in this space, but uh, uh, particularly in the education Space. We've had a, there's been a fixation in national education data collection exercises in demonstrating the gap in educational outcomes between Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander young people and non-Indigenous Australians. We cannot and should not deny these differences, but to advance we must focus on achievements rather than those failures. 
there has also been a lot of public discussion of the obligation of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander parents and carers to send their children to school. Don't we hear that enough? Congress agrees with this principle, but the important caveat that education systems must be responsive to the communities they serve. Currently, many fail Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people. So how about making the schools attractive? How about making you know, those places where they go to much more enhancing and uh, culturally appropriate for our, our kids? Um, a friend of mine just recently sent her um, young grandson. She's you know, like most of our, our older women uh, can care for our grannies. Um, she sent him to a private school. Uh, unfortunately, there was not the pastoral care that they, uh, that they should have offered him. And this young fella uh, failed miserably, had to come home to her and they had to start all over again. He was under a scholarship, and there was fine scholarships, um, but uh, he couldn't cope with the system and really, I think the school was at fault because they didn't offer him too much counselling or um, pastoral care uh, in the way that they should have many of their students. Um, we've produced, Congress has produced an education policy and uh, you can have a copy of this or you can go to our website there. Um, it serves as a blueprint for how we think education programs should be adapted to better serve Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander children. Um, just very, very much in brief, principal features are um, the diversity of our, uh, our communities, one size doesn't fit all necessarily, the social determinants of educational achievement must be recognised and addressed. Uh, no matter who they are, people subjected to intergenerational poverty, overcrowding houses, employment opportunities, cultural dispossession, discrimination, poor health, social deprivation, and all of these correlate uh, to the conditions that uh, produce um, uh, uh, less likely to participate and succeed in the education system. And as you know, as, as educators, it's a holistic system here that we're dealing with. Um, of course, the, um, the idea that we must incorporate Aboriginal Torres Strait Islander histories, cultures and languages into the curricula, that is uh, a no-brainer, that has been around for a long, long time now. And uh, we must increase the number of our educators as well as their career development and uh, to help design the appropriate curriculum in pedagogies. And we must uh, ensure the involvement of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander parents and carers and leaders in all aspects of education planning, resource allocation, implementation and evaluation of education programs. So there is that coloration in the design and the delivery of education and research. Uh, this will not be new to all of you, I'm sure, we've been saying it for a number of years now in terms of um, where we'd like to see the uh, position of um, our people addressed. Um, as I said before, uh, Congress believes that until governments begin to work collaboratively uh, with Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples, we um, are unlikely to see change. Um, and we must get, uh, get away from that top-down approach. Uh, we've been also working, um, and uh, this afternoon you'll have your ex-professor, Jared Sullivan, 
who some of you will know from the University of Sydney, our great uh, number one volunteer at Congress. Uh, Gerald will be here to uh, uh, work you through some of the uh, aspects of Congress's position uh, around the uh, round table this afternoon. So I won't, I won't go into that, uh, uh, into those uh, issues. But as we know, um, there are many of us in the room and there are many organisations that have been long doing this service in terms of education for our people. And uh, as Congress, uh, we salute you and uh, we know that um, you can add, add value to uh, bringing out and, and bringing about a better nation where all our kids have the right to achieve their full potential uh, in this world. Um, I'd like to conclude uh, uh, with uh, a brief discussion of our partnerships for the future and uh, there is scope for contributions from all three areas of the university's work. In the teaching area, we must improve uh, curriculum materials and pedagogical approaches, not only to make educational institutions culturally safe and affirming, places for having a forest on the people, but also for all Australians that they may learn about and take pride in the national heritage of the oldest continuing uh, civilization in the world. Um, teacher education is critical to this. And you may have seen uh, today, I think, Flinders Rangers, 49,000 years uh, occupation in one of the um, uh, one of the landscapes there. Um, we just put out a press release and said that you know this is uh, the kind of stuff we must teach our kids uh, all across the country in terms of uh, all Australians knowing and appreciating their rich and uh, vast history. So um, that can only be a good thing. Um, right. in, also, there's, um, in the research sphere, um, we have to listen to what has been uh, learned from the past and learned past mistakes in which Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples have been the victims rather than the beneficiaries of research. And I think we all uh, are aware and fully aware of that. Uh, we need to uh, rediscover and honour Indigenous knowledges in all disciplines. To be blunt, Australian universities have sorely failed Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples in this regard. If teachers do not learn in depth about Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures, how can they pass it on to their students? In addition, there is an enormous need for research on the history of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander education and other social interventions, culturally appropriate curriculum and pedagogies, the identification and management of various social determinants of educational achievement, the collection of a more nuanced education statistics, the establishment of networks and the furthering of their agenda. And uh, given the time uh, limit limitations that I do have uh, upon me, I know that um, um, you'll be discussing around the round table this afternoon and throughout the day um, some of the very important issues about uh, those meaningful partnerships. There are some great ones I know around the country, um, right across uh, New South Wales, but there's also with your networking, I'm sure that you can provide each other with some stimulus and uh, some ways of uh, furthering and developing those networks. Um, certainly, we're open to um, to be able to discuss uh, any issues with you 
Gerald uh, will, uh, as I said, be here this afternoon. He will uh, take on any further uh, advice and, and comments for, from you to see how uh, Congress can be uh, of service, but also to really um, get stuck into um, uh, this idea of uh, uh, education, as we know, being one of the great saviours of our people and the saviours of um, all of us as Australians. Thank you very much. What a relief. Thanks for listening.